Hi, I'm Jeff Sickinga, Executive Director of the Ashbrook Center, and this is The American Idea, where we discuss the ideas, people, and events that have made America what it is today. We believe that by understanding our history and our principles, we can better live up to the promise of the American founding and preserve our ongoing experiment in self-government. Welcome to The American Idea. Well, I want to welcome everyone to this episode of The American Idea. Today we have with us a very special guest, Ohio's Attorney General Dave Yost. Mr. Attorney General, thank you for taking the time to join us today. Delighted to be here. Um, you just got done speaking, of course, at our Constitution Day talk, and we're very honored to have you there giving that talk. We regard it as one of the most important events that we do every year in honor of our Constitution. Um, as you know, Ashbrook stands for understanding the history and principles of our country and for understanding how those apply to the world we live in today. You face that question every day as Ohio's Attorney General. For our listeners and viewers, tell us the main duties, the main functions of your Office of Attorney General. Well, thank you for the opportunity to be here to talk with you uh, today about these issues. Um, I've been a fan of the Ashbrook Center for years and uh, have been to a number of your events over time. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, always been impressed. Uh, you've, uh, I've heard Molly Hemingway here, I've, I heard uh, Mitt Romney, I mean you've really had a, a lot of heavy hitters come through. And now we have one more. <laughs> I, I'm afraid I'm not in that league, but uh, it's wonderful to be here. The Attorney General is, uh, by the Constitution of the state, called the Chief Legal Officer uh, of the state. Uh, other people call me the top cop, uh, which I'm not actually a cop, I can't arrest you, um, but uh, we do have a law enforcement function. So the uh, Attorney General kind of breaks down into a few buckets. There is the law enforcement bucket. We support local law enforcement with investigatory and laboratory work. Uh, we also train law enforcement through the Ohio Police Officers Training Academy. Um, and of course, we're an advocate uh, in the legislature for uh, criminal justice. Uh, that, that's a big bucket right there. It's yeah. about half the office. Uh, in addition to that, uh, we represent the state government in all of its court proceedings. So whether somebody's suing us uh, because uh, uh, they think we did something wrong, uh, or whether we are suing, say, a truck that ran into a bridge, mm -hmm. uh, pretty prosaic kind of thing, or a contractor that didn't deliver on the contract. Uh, my office and the lawyers uh, are the ones that do that. And then, the, you know, kind of the, the fun bucket is the constitutional bucket. And when we're arguing about um, defending either state statutes that were elected by the duly elected representatives of the people in the General Assembly, or we are um, pushing back against federal overreach uh, or the application of a federal rule or law to the state of Ohio, um, my office is the one that either defends or gets to lead the charge. As you say, that's a lot of different responsibilities. It's an, uh, incredibly important for the public, the, for law and order, the safety and flourishing of the people of the state of Ohio. You have been, you were recently re-elected as Ohio's Attorney General. In your mind, in this term now, 
What are your top priorities as Attorney General? Obviously, let's continue to be a voice to enforce our Federalist Constitution, which says there are things the federal government doesn't get to do. Mm -hmm. uh, there are things, candidly, that the state government doesn't get to do. Uh, the Constitution at the state or the federal level is a limiting document. It sets out what the boundaries of the government are. And in Ohio, uh, it specifically says that all political power is inherent in the people. That's a direct quote uh -huh. from Article One. So my top goal is to continue to be the agent to enforce those provisions uh, through the courts. We have other policy goals. I'm very active in human trafficking uh, and fighting, I'm fighting human trafficking. Right, right. Uh, we uh, have a goal of having permanent uh, annualized mandatory training for all law enforcement officers in Ohio. Interesting. That doesn't happen here in Ohio. Uh, we are currently funded through the next two years, but we don't have a permanent structure in place. One of my top goals is to make that happen. Uh, I have a long list of things that I'm trying to get That's done. such an interesting idea, um, this idea of the importance of um, training of police. Because I, I, I sometimes have the privilege to teach the Constitution, and particularly things like the Fourth Amendment, to yeah. high school students, to teachers in our summer programs. And one of the things that I often, make, uh, I often will say, the people who do the most constitutional interpretation in the United States, by a long ways, are not judges. They're not lawmakers, they're the police. The people on the ground interacting with citizens uh, through things like the Fourth Amendment, unreasonable searches and seizures, and right to counsel, and all the self-incrimination, all of those constitutional protections. The police operate uh, within those and exercise their power through those. Um, talk about, in your mind, the importance of a properly trained police force here in Ohio. We start with the position that government exists to create public order. Uh, Supreme Court talks about an uh, uh, ordered sense of liberty. The police are what enacts that. Um, it doesn't matter how good your streets are or how good your schools are or any of the other things the government does if you're not safe to leave your house. Uh, so that's the first function of government. Police officers are operating one by one or two by two. They're out there on the street with uh, a lot of discretion, needing to react in real time. So that's really where the rubber meets the road uh, on the Constitution. The limits on government are frequently expressed through government officers and none more commonly than a police officer. Probably you're never going to meet uh, one of the bureaucrats that uh, impacts the uh, curriculum for your child's right. education in second grade. Uh, but you probably will come across a police officer at some point. So um, one more on that, if you don't mind. Uh, the training of police officers, what do you think are some of the important um, elements of that training that you look forward to in Ohio? 
Will it be understanding um, constitutional procedure for police? Will it be effective use of resources? What are, what are the top priorities for you? So obviously we continue to have the issues uh, surrounding the Fourth Amendment. We always will. Uh, the Fifth Amendment, the right of uh, crimination, Sixth Amendment, right to counsel and trial. But we also have an increasing issue of the right to free speech, for example. Mm. Citizen auditors. Uh, we're starting to see with cell phones um, people who are watching police actions on the street and uh, making a video record of them, uh, sometimes even challenging uh, police, which is uh, I think a dangerous thing to do for all of us. The police need to be focused on their job. It's one thing if you're uh, taking a video record. It's another thing if you're interfering with their duties. Another thing is the use of force. Uh, we, the people, authorize the police in the course of their duties to keep peace, to make our communities safe, to use force appropriate to the situation up to and including deadly force when the life of the officer or a third party uh, or serious bodily harm is threatened. Those decisions are difficult and they require a lot of training uh, because in the moment you frequently are having to make a decision in a tenth of a second. Uh, you don't have time to sit and analyze it and talk like you and I are talking to arrive at a, a rational answer. You have to fall back on your training. That means the training has to be robust uh, and oriented toward how we want our, the order, the public peace kept. Another priority that you mentioned first was um, human trafficking and dealing with the scourge of human trafficking in Ohio. How serious is it a problem here in our state, and what do you hope to be able to, to do about it as Attorney General? Well, it's much more serious than people think. Uh, it happens in the shadows. Uh, people don't see it. You know, unlike the things that we see on the headline about the drug bust or the drunken car uh, driving crash or the uh, murder, um, Human trafficking happens in the shadows, out of sight, out of mind. We don't really have good statistics and the places that publish reports and grade cards and statistics, um, they're making an awful lot of stuff up uh, just because we don't have uh, good data. Now I'm working with University of Toledo. We're trying to establish a better regime for collecting and analyzing this data. The most I can say is that it exists, it's more widespread than people think, and it is probably increasing. Before we continue with our conversation, I'd like to take a moment and ask you to learn a little more about the Ashbrook Center and how you can help us continue our work with teachers, students, and citizens. I'm Chad Kiefer, Director of Philanthropy and Strategic Partnerships here at Ashbrook. At its heart, America's story is about the lives of patriots who have given their last full measure of devotion to preserve and protect what it means to be an American. But the tragic truth is that the American story is being rewritten as one of oppression and despair. Back in 1776, the founders took a chance when they created a new government built on principles of liberty. They took a chance on America. Now I'm challenging you to do the same. Your gift to Ashbrook today reaches students, teachers, and citizens across the country, helping them to understand why America is worthy of their devotion. 
with so many forces eroding our history and taking away from our principles, isn't it time we give America a chance? Your investment is encouraged now more than ever. Please visit us today at ashbrook.org backslash support. As you look to the challenges of the coming years and decade, there's going to be new challenges for uh, the rule of law in Ohio, for law enforcement, the sort of issues you're talking about. What are some issues that you might see on the horizon that you think the Attorney General will have to deal with? Every crime has something called a mens rea or a mental state. Uh, and in order to be convicted, uh, the prosecution has to establish your intent, the level of your intent. Now, it might be negligent or knowingly or purposefully or intentionally. All those are the uh, levels of intent in Ohio. But you have to, pr you have to establish that. Now, let me give you a, a, a hypothetical. Yeah. What if an AI uh, entity on its own developed a stock trading program that was designed to do uh, use insider information, a criminal act. Martha Stewart went to prison for it. Right. Who goes to jail? Wow, that's an interesting question. The artificial intelligence actually came up with the scheme and executed it. Uh, how are you going to prove the intent of that machine? And what does criminal liability mean for that machine? The machine probably doesn't care, the algorithm probably doesn't care about the money. It won't care if it's sitting in a jail cell as opposed to the data center. Mm -hmm. uh, I, so I think that there are a lot of things associated with AI that are going to upend both our criminal law and our regulatory law in ways that we only dimly perceive right now. Uh, that's an enormous responsibility to contemplate that as it comes over the horizon. Obviously you will work with the state legislature uh, thinking about laws that were necessary to regulate that. Can you say a little bit more about your relationship here in Ohio with the various branches of government? Because I thought one of the most important points that you, you made in your talk to the students is uh, something that we overlook, uh, but shouldn't on Constitution Day. The most important guarantee, as you said, for our freedom is, we sometimes think it's just the Bill of Rights, but it really is this separation of powers that we have in our federal constitution and, in, and of course, in our Ohio constitution. As Attorney General, what's your relationship with the executive branch, the governor's office, for example, and with the legislature? So I'm independent and uh, independently elected. In the proper situation, it's my job to tell the legislature or the governor things that they don't want to hear. Mm. Um, uh, I'm the chief legal officer. Now, that being said, uh, it's not my job to substitute my judgment for theirs on what is the wisest course of action, because they got elected independently, too. Right, right. Uh, the whole idea of separation of powers is, as James Madison put it in Federalist 51, that ambition should counteract ambition. What's the greatest, you have such an enormous responsibility um, as Ohio's Attorney General, what's the greatest joy that you find in your office? Well, it's certainly the stories and the people. We have a saying in our office that our job is to do big good. Hmm. But big good is not always systematic. When uh, someone's gotten ripped off uh, and we're able to get their identity back or their money back, 
that's big good to that person yeah. when we rescue a victim, a survivor of human trafficking. That's big good, case by case, file by file, person by person. And there's not a day that goes by that my colleagues in the Attorney General's office aren't doing big good, either in a systematic way or in individual lives that never make the evening news, but are just as important. I'll just assert, you may disagree, I'm going to assert that of all the public officials, statewide public officials in Ohio, you're the best musician. It's probably a low bar. <laughs> but it's so interesting that a person yourself uh, in, in this position of great responsibility and dealing with law and all the law-related issues loves music and has a great taste and affinity for music. For our listeners, um, how do you put those two things together in your life? Well, they complement each other. Um, if all I did was live in public policy and law and politics, uh, I think that I would become a very cold uh, person, uh, very detached from humanity. And, and candidly, we have enough lawyers and politicians who are detached from the lives that we all live. So um, my grandkids, my friends that I make music with, um, the books that I read, the picnics that I go on, watching my grandson learn how to play football and basketball. Uh, these are the kinds of day-to-day -day things that ground us and keep us human. We always like, as the Ashbrook Center, you know we care deeply about American history and American principles. We always like to ask our guests on the American idea who their favorite person is in American history. I know it's an unfair question in many ways, but do you have a favorite? That's, that is a hard question to answer yeah. because uh, it's a superlative, right? And you know, it, it, there's lots of context that goes in there. But I'll tell you, I, I, I would think that probably I would name uh, Abraham Lincoln. Um, there's no leader who went through a greater crucible of uh, existential threat. And he both was willing to act radically and incrementally. What um, Nietzsche uh, described as a long obedience in the same direction. Mm. He w wasn't talking about uh, Lincoln, of course, but um, I love that phrase, and it kind of describes Lincoln's life. He was an incredible leader, but an incredibly uh, practical man that understood the limits of his ability to move the nation. Uh, we have this star power notion of politics now that the uh, the a true leader can move everybody on a dime. That's not the way it works in a pluralistic society. You have to persuade, you have to wait, you have to give people time to absorb, you have to continue the argument, you have to push back, you have to give in, mm -hmm. and it, it takes an incredible amount of patience. Lincoln, one of my favorite quotes that you'll never hear on a Lincoln Day celebration is, uh, he, he said, I may walk slowly, but I never walk backwards. Ah, fascinating. That's perfect. Uh, you have had a distinguished career in public service in the state of Ohio. So you say. Well, I'll, I'll assert that, and I, no one will <laughs> dispute that. <laughs> um, for our listeners, especially young people who might be listening, what advice would you give to a young person who's considering um, going into public service? Do it. 
Okay. One of the biggest problems we have today is, uh, the, look, the venal and the power-hungry have always sought public office. Um, it's just the nature of the thing. Uh, and long before we had republics and right. representative democracies in the court of Nero, venal and power-hungry people were seeking public office. But that needs to be ameliorated by people of integrity, people with hope, people uh, of good character who will get into it because they want to serve uh, and, and meaning service in the way the waiter waits on your table wanting to please you, putting their needs secondary to your experience. Um, a servant leader is going to be focused on the people that they're serving um, and making decisions based on uh, that understanding. The second thing I would tell them though, uh, aside from please sign up because we need you, is to be careful to guard your heart. Hmm. Uh, Lord Acton famously observed that power corrupts, uh, and that, in my experience and long observation, is true. Uh, and, and candidly, it's true uh, for me as well. I remember a time when uh, I was investigating something, reputations were involved. This was when I was a county prosecutor. And it was a political season, and I was trying very hard to keep it quiet um, because that's what you do. If you come up with nothing in the investigation, everybody knows you were investigating. Nobody ever believes that the person was exonerated or there wasn't anything there. Um, they, they just remember something bad, something hinky was going on there. He got investigated. Um, well, this person was using the political system to try to dissuade me from continuing to do my duty. And I got very angry at the end of a day when I was tired. I walked into my first uh, assistant's office and I said, next week, next Tuesday, issue subpoenas. We're bringing them all in. We're going to line them up in the courthouse wall and bring them in front of the grand jury one at a time. Hmm. Now that would have totally blown any confidentiality, right? Uh, everybody would be talking about it all over town. And my first assistant looked at me, He'd been with me for years at that point and was a friend. And he said, Dave, I'll do that if you want. It's your name on the door. But that's not why you got into this. And it's not why I came to work with you. And in that moment, I had realized that in my fatigue, in my frustration, in my anger, that I had made a decision to about, uh, abuse power that had been given to me by the people to do justice. Thankfully, that advice from my first assistant smacked me upside the head and I said, yeah, don't do that. I didn't mean that. Uh, and we backed away from the precipice. But my point is, just kind of like in that, that movie, the, the Matrix, where he kneels in the simulator and tries to jump across the buildings and he just falls down uh, off the skyscraper. What does it mean? Tank says, nothing. Everybody falls the first time. Guard your heart, young people. Well, thank you. We appreciate you being a public servant of that kind of integrity. Ohio's Attorney General Dave Yost, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on The American Idea. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of The American Idea. If you enjoyed this episode, 
Remember to subscribe at Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a five-star review. If you want to learn more or get involved in Ashbrook's vital work, visit our website, ashbrook.org.